on this episode of Quantum Week, December 19th through 25th, 2010. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. And we talk about movies, music, headlines, stories. We're in December, uh, late December 2010 with uh, Black Swan and Tighten Up by the Black Keys. That's right. Yes. Yes. That is what we are doing. And we're also talking about Podcorn. Yes. Podcorn is back sponsoring us again uh, this episode. Uh, Podcorn is awesome. Um, they've been super helpful with us. Yep. Um, what they do, it's a place, uh, marketplace where it connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities like host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Um, we use them. I use them very often. I think I'm on there like, at least every, every other day. day or every, every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's great. What happens is it basically allows like this marketplace where for us, you know, a small to mid podcast, you can go on and you can check out a bunch of different advertisers. Maybe you wouldn't typically have access to. Yeah. Um, if you're a larger podcast, you still can use them because it might also be clients you might not have access to. Right. And it's great. It lists them all for you. You go on there. You um, you can basically pick what ad you want to do. Like if, if they offer you a mid-roll, if they offer you a pre-roll like this one, yep. um, or an end roll, or they even, I said, they even have like interview segment stuff you can do. And then you name your price. So then you go on there, you're like, hey, I'll, you know, this would cost $30. You, you send a proposal to them and then they choose if they want to accept the proposal. Like as a podcaster, I feel like I have all the power when I'm using Podcorn. Like totally. I feel, I feel like I, I have a lot of control over the price, over um, who you want to work with, who I'm working with. Yeah. And the nice thing is, too, once you create that uh, relationship, you know, we've had advertisers come back with us, and because yeah. I think their website is super intuitive. It's super easy. I really like it because it, it, once you create a relationship with somebody, it creates a workplace. And then you can keep having conversations in that workplace. And that's been really helpful for us when we've had repeat clients like Podcorn. Yeah, they can just check in and say, hey, you want to do another one? And we can say, yeah, yeah let's and do it, it. Yeah, and it's, it's just really easy. It's not yeah. to sift through email after email. Um, I really like Podcorn, as you can probably tell. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm super excited talking about them. Um, if you are a podcaster yourself, if you're tiny and you're like, I don't know, join. It's free just to try join. It. Yeah. You can so just, easy to set up too. Like I did it in five minutes. I was set up. I had set us up. And yeah, and you, so, you know, someone's, you might think you're too small, but you might be bigger than you think. And someone yeah. might say yes. And there you go. Then you have an advertiser. It, you know, it's, it's, it's really that simple. Yep. Um, so if you go to our show notes, you can check us out there. Uh, you know, everywhere we distribute our podcast, you check out those show notes and you should be able to find podcorn information. So huge thanks to podcorn for sponsoring this episode. Uh, explore sponsorship opportunities and start, start monetizing your podcast by signing up now podcorn podcorn so we have uh, a little bit of show news not like big show news but you guys right yeah so a week from when this comes out right so a week this from sat- saturday saturday which yeah. will be january 30th we're gonna do a live watch along of face off yes at 7 p.m right so this would be for anyone who's on our patreon so yep. i know the patreon you have the five dollar and that gets you extra content and that can be look man this fucking pandemic going on right now like that's five dollars a month could be too much for someone, which I completely understand. I, I've been there. Um, so even if you have the dollar a month, then you will still have access to the movie watch along. Right. So if you already signed up with us and you have the under $5, then you don't need to do anything. You'll get an email. If you have the yep. $5 or more, you'll also get that same email. 
And then if you sign up, you know, between now and the movie watch along, then um, we'll send that same email. The email will have a link to. Yeah, to it'll probably be on YouTube is how you'll experience it. But we'll figure out a way to where it can be interactive so that, you know, you can watch it along with us. You can communicate with us. You can make fun of the movie or us or ask us questions or whatever it is. Uh, we just want to have a good time with uh, everybody who's fans of the show. Yeah, like, like it doesn't need to be questions about face-off. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. We'll talk about face-off when it's going on, but if people have other quantum week questions, be happy to answer those. Just kind of make it like we're all just kind of hanging out, having fun. Totally. Watch the movie. It's the week between the AFC-NFC championship game and the Super Bowl. It's like that dead week. There's nothing totally going dead. on. Yeah. Um, you know, so boring. So it'd be kind of fun. I've never seen Face Off. Matt doesn't like it. So nope. you can make fun of Matt <laughs> for not liking it. If you really are a big fan of that movie. Uh, Sorry I'll if watch you are. it before the movie. So I'll. Yeah, I got to watch it too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so super excited. So Face Off will be our movie rewatch. Watch along. Yeah. So stay tuned for more information on that. Yeah. Join Patreon and then we'll um, send out that email. Yeah. Shall we get into Black Swan? Yes. Another A movie. Ooh, A. Uh. Uh, this is a very good movie. I'm on the brink of great with it. Uh, I'm not quite there. It's a great movie. It is one of the best cinematography jobs I've ever seen. Yes, cinematography is fantastic. The actual direction is fantastic. The direction is fantastic. Um, No one is more visceral than Darren Aronofsky. No, you Uh, feel... uh, to your point, towards the end of the the movie, there's a there's a place where um, what's her name, Nina? Um, yeah, Nina. Yeah, she's starting to crack. By Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. She's starting to crack, and you see her almost hyperventilating. Yes, and she's breathing, and I felt it like I'm breathing along with her. It's it's almost like there's pulsation in the in the filmmaking. It's crazy. You're exactly right. He's visceral. Yeah, I mean, Requiem for uh, oh, yeah. a Dream is one of the, maybe the most visceral film ever made. Yeah, and then even like movies like Mother, which you know, not my favorite, but not still. my favorite. I, I actually like it. Some people hate it. I don't that hate it. Savage. I, I don't, I don't hate it. It's an achievement. It's just hard to watch. It is. And there is some, you know, it's, it's a very interesting movie, Yeah, but it's, it's incredibly tense. Very tense. And oh it, yeah. And oh, it, it's totally not tense. easy to, and so is this, yeah. and it's not easy to create that mood. Like it's, it's a real skill to be able to do that. And Aronofsky can do it. He does yeah. it here. Um, very well. There's a, yeah. a scene in this movie where, uh, Natalie Portman is like picking at her finger and she peels oh. the skin and for some reason, that really bothered me. Bothers the fuck out of me. And it's funny because, like, we've all done that. And, like, you pick too far and then it gets bloody and, and it hurts so much because it's, like, such a nerve area. Yes. And, uh, but, like, it's funny, like, watch that. Like, why does that bother me so much more than seeing someone's head get blown off? Because it's so much more real. Because we've, we've all experienced, we've all experienced that. Yeah, we've all, we all have had a hangnail. I mean, we're here in the winter in New Hampshire. Things get really dry. That shit starts to happen all the time. Right. And it doesn't, it's not like you can, I mean, even if you sort of cut it off, instead of peel it off, even if you cut it off with, a, with, with like nail clippers or something, it still hurts you for days. So it's almost like, it's almost, yeah. it hurts then and it's, you know it's yes. going to hurt for a while. It was like, it's like, ah, it makes, it you, makes you like wins watching it. And then, the, you know, one of the more famous scenes in the movie that maybe the most visceral, the most like, uh, difficult to watch. One on a rider just stabbing oh, at her face. Christ. It is uh, with the uh, with the nail. With, another nail thing. It's yes. a, with the with the nail. Um, just stabs at her face, oh. and that is very hard to watch. Oh. Um, that that makes me like close my eyes and like I can't. It's hard. Power. Like, yeah. I that is like I don't know why. And it's funny. Like Aronofsky seems to know those pressure points of things that like will be incredibly hard to watch that really aren't. Someone stabbing the face is terrible. Obviously, terrible. But, yes, but. Like picking at your finger, getting your nails clipped, and just being a little too close to the cut there, to the quick. It's like, why does that make you? But it just does. It's, it's like so painful. It's really like, ugh, it's like shivers down your spine. Yeah. And seeing someone stab at their own face, you know, there's so many horror movies that try these like, uh, you know, big giant deaths that are so 
uh, they're just unbelievable. Like, like saw hostile, these ridiculous, yeah. like torture porn things. Like, eh. um, but something as simple as that in a lot of ways is the most like horrible thing to watch. Maybe Absolutely. the most horrible thing I've ever seen on film is that. Yeah, that's one, bad it's one. in my top 10. It's gotta be. Yeah, that's a bad that's one. a really rough one. Yeah. Um, my issue with the movie is this. So you have an incredibly unreliable narrator and she keeps double backing on herself. Right. It's so, hard to know what's real. At some point you're like, all right, so what is this? What did I see? And it's fun for a while. And it is fun watching this woman fall into madness and it's complete. We will. And Natalie Portman, this is a performance she for is the ages. Fantastic. She's beyond great. Yeah. I mean, she's so good. It's almost like she's not acting that it exact. You totally buy her as this person, as the sweet person. She's kind of, is that, Wait, Natalie Portman is the closest thing we have to a ballerina where yeah. she seems very awkward. Like if you see her do press and stuff, she's, um, you know, a my dad, my dad was in, my dad was in show business. So yeah. I was around a lot of dancers and stuff. And you could see like ballerinas are a different breed than like tap dancers. Ballerinas are very, or like, just like this movie, like kind of that cold, efficient, like awkward, uh, like, but beautifully frigid yeah. people. And that's what Natalie Portman really is. Like there's one scene where she's on a staircase and she's like smiling, but she almost doesn't know how to smile and she keeps like kind of like trying to find the right face. Yes, because she doesn't know how to act in adult behave in adults. Other than once you get out of that rehearsal room, she doesn't know how to behave. Right, it's almost like a, a teen, like a like a uh, Andre Agassi situation. Because she, you have to cultivate not just your physical form and not just your your athletic abilities, but your like your your entire psyche almost in order in order to withstand the pressure of something right. of someone at that level. And you have to shut off your social situation totally because do. it's just so you high level. You can't do it. Yeah, you right. have to have to focus on this one job your entire life so everything else falls away. Like you, you hear about this like gymnast gymnasts like the, yes. the girl gymnasts and stuff. Yep. You know, you, the Olympics you hear like oh they just have nothing else in their life, but Well, this. it's because you have such a short amount of win- you have a short window Especially and women. She, and exactly yeah. and she is at the tail end of it at 28 years old. She's like she's coming to the point where you know, her chances of being a lead right in a major production like this are start that that door's starting to close. So, um, just amazing pressure. Amazing pressure. And that comes to a head here. It does. So well. I mean I don't think she's 28. Uh, she's 28 in the film. I don't think she is. Well, that's what the, I mean, that's what it said. That's what the in wiki Wikipedia. says. Yeah. But I think we Peter fucked up because there's a scene with her and her mom and her mom's like, oh, I gave up my career. And when, and then she says, you were 28. Oh, maybe she does say that. She says it in kind of a uh, very dismissive way. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. were too old anyway. What the fuck old. are you talking about? So you think so she's I think younger? I think that wiki, I don't, I don't, I don't love Wikipedia. I, like, mm. I, think it's a, it's a, I think she's younger. I think she's in her early 20s. You think so? Yeah, I It do. feels like she's older. I I, I don't, I think she's in her, I think she's in her early, I, I, maybe I'm wrong. It does say that maybe there is some sort of other note on it. I, that to me, I read that too. I was like, eh, I don't know if this girl's 28. But I think the movie really makes more sense if she's on the cusp of that not being, you know, there's, there's a, there's a point, there's a fulcrum and she's on the other side of it here. I saw it more. That was the mom's role. I saw it more as someone who now is in a elevated, she's now the star. And like, how do you deal with Oh, well, there's that? definitely that too. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you deal with being in, being the number one it was more i felt like the door was closing like like she you know it she had, was definitely suffering from a lot like you know obviously the, the, you have this high pressure mom yeah you have this uh, obviously horribly abusive director i mean sexually abusive mani- you know manipulative like an evil person just doing what they can to Terrible get their guy. way yeah to, you know put on the show i mean just just some really it, it was really really hard to watch some of those scenes she, you know he's he was so calculating with her absolutely yeah um he, I know. 
It's so wrong, but he knew, the, he, knew the, he knew the right buttons to push. Kind of, but totally he drove knew. her to like kill herself. He did, but then did you see his face? Like when she's at the end of the movie, when she's laying on. So in in uh, in Swan Lake, the uh, the protagonist jumps off of you know to commit suicide. Right. So Natalie Portman jumps off this thing to a mat below, and um, she of course has stabbed herself. So she's dying. But Vincent Cass- uh, Castle or Cassell, yeah, he's over her, and you just see like he know he's like sublime. He understands that she just did. Maybe the best performance ever right. of, of this. Yes. And like just the way he's like childlike at that time. Yes. He's like in awe and wonder and he loves her so much there. He, he just expresses that even though he's such a manipulative motherfucking cock. Right. Calculative cock the rest of the time. He knows that she has received like she's 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 transcended. And so it almost like justifies his actions up until then. Yes, I well in his mind. In yes. his mind, yeah. right, and he's quite good. The actor, he's very Vince good. Yeah. Is very good in this role. Yeah. Everyone's good. I, Mila Kunis is great. She's great. Uh, Natalie Portman, though this that role, that's about as good of an acting job you'll see an actress do. Period. I, I know she didn't did, dance everything either, but right. that's a very demanding physical role too. Incredible. I mean, she looks like a ballerina. It's she wild. Looks- Awesome. Like that's not an easy look to pull off. You have to be very no. skinny, but you also have a certain. You have to have a certain like very toned. Your legs strong. have to be like a certain. You have to be like a certain kind of like yeah. Not like you know a shorter actor. It, it's it's crazy that they that sh- they got someone. It was like the perfect marriage. You got someone who could, who could in theory eventually through a year of training look like a ballerina, yep. but also could act that strongly. That's yep. not easy. But it's funny. But like Natalie Portman, other roles isn't as good. Like doing. It's not like she can do other a ton of other things. She's. Obviously, she's a very good actor. She's a very good professional. She's very good in Beautiful Girls. Not so much in the Star Wars movies. No, no, those um, But like, but outside, but... Have you seen Annihilation? I have not. It's very good. So I got a lot of good buzz. That was a very good movie. Now, and what she is that is, character like that she, she plays in it? Is she another like kind of cold? It's, a more, it's, it's more of a trans... She is... Her, she's always cold. She, but she, it, this is a transitional character too. That that person is trans... And actually from a warmer to a colder character in that movie. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, she's always kind of cold. She, she, yeah, she, there's something about her that's just a little bit yeah. off, but it makes it so effective here. There's one scene, probably the visceral nature of Aronofsky and then also Portman being great. Uh, Aronofsky's a genius, obviously. He knows, he, what, he knows what makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. When she becomes the black swan, she looks right into the camera and it's very, very unnerving when someone looks into the camera at you yeah. because typically when we watch movies, they're not looking directly in the camera. No. They're looking at other things because it's, it's odd. It's an odd thing, you know? Um, so directors will tell you don't look in the camera look right over here, whatever. Um, and she looks right in the camera and then follow the camera moves and she follows it, which is something you typically don't see in film, but Aronofsky's obviously trying to unsettle us, uh, the audience, but it's a great way to do it God, because it, it fucking works. Yeah. And she is fucking terrifying. She is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, as the black swan. Cause yeah. you know that there's nothing she wouldn't do, especially if we just see her, what we think kill Mila Kunis's character like this girl will, will stop at nothing. Yeah. She's just, yeah, she's a hundred percent committed. She'll do whatever I she needs wish to do. She had stuck with that landing. If you will, which part? Wait, I wish he just killed the Mila Kunis character. You think so? And just gone with I her mean, being I guess a murderer. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're showing. You know, you're seeing Black Swan. You're seeing White Swan. The the you know you're seeing the the movie in theory. I mean the the the, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the ballet in the theory, ballet. Yeah. Right? So you're seeing it. That's kind of what we're supposed to be in theory seeing. Like you know, it even has like suitors like at the bar. Those guys at the bar. Yes. There's like there's supposed to be like suitors that you would see in in White Swan. So. So I guess if you're keeping with that, it makes sense why she doesn't. She's supposed to only kill herself. But um, I don't know. I, 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 Ebert had a good review about it. So Ebert loves the movie too. I think he gave it three and a half. I read, yeah. it, I read it. Yeah, I guess like, yeah. same that's, with, still, that's still good. Same with me. Yeah. I, I, that's what I give it. Yeah. You know, um, it's four stars for me. Four out of four, right. If yeah. you're doing that, right. I would, yeah. Um, it's an A. A for me. I joined Letterboxd, which is really fun. It's this app for your phone. It tracks movies. 
and it has it's the only unfortunate it has a, a five star oh which is so same, it can't write can't quite as, match out i know same as rolling stone so rolling stone has a five star and peter mm. travers does it and i like the way he does it he only gives he gives very few four and a half or five stars basically he does a zero to four and then for certain high high-end movies he does the yeah the four and a half five that's kind of what i've been doing when I, if, so if you're on letterbox you see my reviews i'm doing it kind of the zero to four with very special um occurrences so this is something that i on letterbox i'd probably give four stars but in a real scale three and a half for the sake of our show we do other grades it's between A and A minus to me. It's hard. Yeah, this so is this a really good movie. I really, an a- really, really good. Really good filmmaking. Mm. Really good. I don't know what's wrong with it. What is wrong with the it? The unreliable narrator. It, it's, okay. It's, 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 it's not easy, is it? I, for, but it's easy. I you think it's easy. And nothing, oh, there's I know. No, well, there's no, well, there's a surreal uh, in the eyes of the painting. It's just, you have, to, you have to show that she's devolving into madness. Right. And, you, and that she can't trust her own reality. You have to do that right. some way, and I don't know how you do it in a believable enough way besides how he did it, which was show her how she perceives things and then show us what actually what is actually happening. happens. Yeah, and you notice at the end too, like she's killed herself. I mean, clearly, oh, yes. clearly she's right. dead because we didn't see another cut ap- that was showing us the reality afterwards. Plus, it cuts to white, and it cuts to white. Yeah, of course, that was um, yes, 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 yes. But oh yeah, she totally kills herself, and then you know, it's the last line is so great. What a what a great indictment on. You know, kind of how we treat our whether it be a child athletes, child stars, um, you know, these gymnasts we talk about ballerinas. Yeah, yeah. It, it was perfect. I was, was perfect. perfect. Yeah, it's like that's all she cared about. Why she's dying? I know. It's like, oh, like you didn't, you know, young girl, and you, you know, maybe, in your twenties somewhere, whether she's twenty eight right. or twenty two, twenty three, you're young girl, you're a third of your way through your life. Why don't you? And yeah, and that's all you care about was just you know nothing else but that. Um, it's that strive for perfection, which is what her whole character is trying to do right um that's the strive for protection that can literally that will literally drive you mad that's the thing too is i think the other element that her going mad too is that this is a much harder role than probably anything she's done and to mm. be perfect at this is almost well it's, it's impossible it might be yeah. impossible right. so um did you there was so much like sexual repression as a part of this movie did yeah. you did you equate that only with um with just her being immature in most of her life, because they really, he really harped on that. It was just because it was uncomfortable that he harped on it. It was just another chance for, like, because uh, no, I think it's an indictment on this industry. You think so? Yeah, I mean, what the ballerinas do they, they, you know, when you get to the high level, they really like almost infant was it infantile infant infantilism in, or yes. something. Infantilism. They do that to these girls. They do the same thing when you see the gymnastics and stuff. Yeah, like they, it's all about. You know, they, they, they really don't want you to have a boyfriend. They don't want you to be social. They only want you to kind of basically be in this work with other gymnasts or other ballerinas. Yeah. And they want you just to live in that world because it's, they live in that world. You can, they, you can, you have con- the gymnast. There's, you have control. control. Yeah. Right. The director has control. You can control someone. If they're just in my little web. Yeah. But if you break out of that web, if they go to a bar, if you do these other things that are outside that world, other people will tell you, no, what are you doing? is fucking crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and then you, you have some, um, you start to, yeah, you st- you, you hear other rebel, points of view. Right. You know, but if you can just live in that bubble. But they made it so shameful too. Like every time there was a sexual experience and it was, it was, there was like, there was shame attached with it. It was really, it was really un- weird. It felt, I don't know. I better feel, I, I, it felt like, oh, this is probably what these people go through. Yeah. I, I mean, right. you see how these girls look and a lot of them, you know, the high level, you know, we talk about that end of it, you know, not doing it like, a, you know, casually or for fun and you have your kid take no it. you're in but new like, york in new york yeah. you know like you know you see some of these people and it's just like oh wow it's like insane you know insane level of commitment it yeah. takes you know and like i said you, you read about like todd marinovich the quarterback for the raiders like his dad was like up his ass his entire life to be a quarterback mm. 
And yeah, he became one. But you know what happened? He fucking fell out of the league because of his drug addict. Right. And he's just was, and you hear about Andre Agassi, right? Same thing. Like, yeah. his parent, like these parents just control, control, control. And, and now, you know, you're getting it from your coach. You're getting it from her mom. Was like, obviously just pushing her to do this. And that's all you know. There's only so much you can take before right. you, you, start to, you start to snap. Yeah. And the way, I will say, the way Aronofsky can direct madness is, is, is second to none. No one does it. Whether it be the addiction, whether, you know, it, it be, um, I'm not a huge fan of the, I, I should say. I really like the wrestler. I like the wrestler a lot. I don't, I don't put it in the same class as this. This is about, no, this is, this is, uh, this is directed masterfully. This like, is really good. This yeah. is, this is, this, this it is right. There are so many, I just like the unreliable narrative. I, it's like, oh, I, but I love his shot. Like he does a lot of close-ups with fast cuts. Oh, it's incredible. Like there's the, the subway scene too, where, where he's behind her. You know what I mean? I, it's almost like the, the, I, it's, it's not similar at all, but, or it's not, it's not similar filmmaking, but it gave me that same feeling with the, we talked about, um, the fighter with, uh, with, with Christian Bale off the scene. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like just, just a very intimate moment. Oh, the where beginning, you, when the beginning where yeah. you're not, you don't see him, but you just see his fist. Right. It's kind of those, it, feels like you're right there with him and and his close-ups on her as she's walking out like out of the subway you're just with her every movement it, it's crazy or the dancing the dancing to open this thing where you're just focusing on her feet it's crazy it's like it's just so intimate yeah it is and he and he's so good at keeping the camera the move, camera moves a lot so you're, it very, does move un, a lot. you're very it's very unsettling to yes. watch you never quite i mean just like her you're never quite on balanced ground you're no. always it's always shaky um yeah, it's it's a it's a phenomenal horror movie, uh, which is really what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they say psychological thriller. You know, it's a, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, it's right up there with it. Uh, with anything you'll see. I mean, you know, Silence of the Lambs is better, but you know, oh, this, yeah. this is that next yeah. tier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you give this movie an A. I, I I have no problem with it. I could give this an A too. But you know, it's right right in that fringe of A or A minus for me. Uh, this will not make my top five or anything like that. No, no, no. But no. Um, only because we've covered so many great movies. But yeah, a ton of great um, movies. It's going to be way up there though. I mean, this is this is very good. This is this is. Requiem hits me harder, but this is a better movie. This is a better movie. Um, that one's harder to watch. That's harder. That's a hard one. That is hard. It's really. That's yeah. Yeah. That's. I think I saw it maybe once or twice after it came out, and then it's I, a like, brutal I film. Well, maybe we'll run into it. I don't know if we will. I don't well, think it ever cracked the top ten. Yeah, maybe it didn't. But I, I, I but you know, if, it's funny. I, I saw. I don't want to cover in this show though. I, I, I don't, I'd be, maybe the week it's highest. Maybe we'd hit that or something. Yeah, nice. maybe. I saw Pi in a theater too. Um, I think it was like re-released. Did you? Oh, okay. After I, I know it was a film school project, yeah. and then it was released somewhere. And I went with uh, my oh my buddy Ben was in film school, and so we we went and saw it together. And I was like, oh, I, I really like that movie. So I, did, I was, it didn't. Really, I tried it once. It didn't really hit me. I could try it again. I, I was I was young. I, I watched yeah. it. I was very very young. And then, but I was uh, really excited. I for didn't Requiem. like the Fountainhead either. The Fountain. The Fountain rather. Um, I like the Fountain. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm putting uh, Anne Rand uh, stuff in there. Huh? Ayn Rand, but yes, <laughs> you're putting Ayn something. Anne? It's Ayn. Yeah. I like to say Anne. Well, don't. I mean, it's not her name. Ayn oh. is her name. Ayn? Ayn Rand. She's Russian born. It's how you pronounce her name. A Y N. And. Ayn? Ayn Rand is how you say her name. That's just how you say her name. I, I mean, you can not like it or like it. I don't it, like but it. I don't care. It's just that I'm just saying what is. It's okay for Not you a shock like that didn't stick around, huh? <laughs> what didn't stick around? Ayn. Like, hey, Ayn. Like, Ayn Rand. Oh, as a name? Yeah. I, I don't. Fell, I fell away. I mean, she was born in Russia. Yeah. Like, it was a Russian name. I, I don't know if that... Maybe it's more popular. I have no idea. I don't think Aronofsky's going to direct that. But he did direct The Fountain, which I did he not like. He did. I like The Fountain. Um, it's not as good. It's nowhere near as good as yeah. this. Not as good as the... It's definitely his lower tier movies. 
Yeah. But anything he puts out, I'm interested in. Oh, because he's he's about as interesting as directors you'll find. And um, I can't imagine anyone else directing this, and I can't imagine anyone else being in it. Or mother I, either. I like. I, it's the same thing. I yeah. don't. I don't know anybody else who can who can provide that tension who can do it like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine anyone else directing this movie, and no. I can't imagine anyone else, like Natalie Portman just like the only choice. Yeah, because even Mila Kunis probably couldn't handle this. No, because she's so she's so likable. She is, you know, and she she played that role perfect. Like she is like kind of the everything the Portman character isn't. Um, yeah, warm, free. Yes, yeah. It's almost she doesn't give as she doesn't give as much of a. You have to give kind of a fuck if you're at that level, but right? Just not as she's but not, not that nearly committed. as much. No, only she was a character at the very end when she doesn't get the lead. But other than that, she didn't really seem to care at all. Yeah, no, she's very free with it. Hmm. Um, five nominations. Yes. The Oscars. Uh, Natalie Portman was the only one that won. She should have. I looked at the, the nominees again. Well, today. We talked earlier, uh, in the fighter is yeah. incredibly stacked year for films. So, stacked. Um, yeah, but I, so Pfizer won for cinematography for, um, inception inception, which, which I think he deserved that he deserved. It sucks. Any other year this should have won cinematography on this is awesome. It's very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it puts you there. Like I was, yeah, that breathing thing put me over the edge. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm breathing with her. This is fucked up. Like, I feel this. I feel what she's doing. Yeah. Uh, that one shot of uh, Portman uh, becoming the black swan as she, as she turns. Yeah. Uh, obviously, all that CGI and stuff, I know they put that on, but uh, it, it's, it's done very well. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a real, real cinema masterpiece that the, the movie at times is like some of the most, like I said, visceral, most visual um visually upsetting things yeah. I've ever seen in film. Um, it, it's, uh, the psyche here. It's, 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 it's not an easy watch, but it is, a it's it, not easy. It, it is a wildly interesting one. This is a very good movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, it, it, maybe I, fantastic. maybe I have to go to the five stars then. Maybe I would give this a four and a half. I couldn't give it a five. It's not like the top 10 movies. Well, we, stick with our, we used to use our grades. I think we could probably stick with that. All right. Ways. I'm going to give it an A. You're going to give it an A. Yeah. It's in the That's mid nineties, right. like 94, 95, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you give me an A. Yeah, I, uh, I, you might have convinced me. I'm going to give it an A, too. I'm running the brink. A or A minus. It's, it's hard. That's you know. good, though. Yeah. It's good. It's good. You, yeah. Um, Fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a masterpiece. That is good. Say it about as good as performance you're going to see from an actress. And Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. Um, all right. We have, we have some, uh, some weather for you. Really? Our friend, Milk Dudley. Welcome back to the program, Milk. Well, he had one last week and I forgot. So it's <laughs> you want to read that one too? I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Matt. Uh, storms uh, barraged parts of the country, leading to flooding and mudslides in Southern California. The upper Mississippi Valley sh- saw up to two feet of snow. This is, by the way, uh, we're in... We're in December. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Uh, time. And the city of Lowell realized the most successful person to come from the city was a crackhead, the pride of Lowell. I don't like that. Because uh, he's not, he's not. Mickey Ward's the most, Mickey is Ward, the pride of Lowell. He is, yeah. he took, he took on that mantle. Yeah, and Dickie, Dickie, it's not really fair to call him a crackhead anymore, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think he's, he's a low blow from milk. Yeah. Milk with the low blow. Well. Yeah, I don't think he liked Beetlejuice. That was his thing last week. He didn't like Beetlejuice. Good thing you didn't read that. We would have gone after him. Yeah. You want you want the full force of the quantum week after you milk? Is that what you're looking for, buddy? All right, all right. Dial back from that a little bit. But uh <laughs> Yeah, he's like this like uh He didn't like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice huh? But he, he's con he's making, I wonder he must like the fighter though. Yeah, Who doesn't so. like that movie? I'm sure some people don't. I mean it's not 
I could. I think it's more of a guy movie. I could see being sort of Luke. Yeah, but they're so likable though, and the family's so it's it's. I don't know. It's we so didn't honest. talk about enough. Uh, uh, last episode, but the MTV girl thing that was super. That funny. is about that's that's so funny to me because that that feels funny. so authentic and so ridiculous. Yes, but it feels like exactly something that you would hear there. Yes, MTV girl. Yeah, like, said with such disgust and disdain. <laughs> and she's a butt. Like she's a bartender. What do you mean MTV? MTV. Girl? <laughs> and I love that Amy Adams like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> yes. Very funny. Uh, oh, very right, so good. We have music. Yeah. Probably the most memorable part of this song. This is the chorus. Okay. You, you, you down these guys, right? Is that what you're doing? I really wanted to like them, but I can't, but I fucking hate them. You hate them. I really wanted to like them. I did. Like I went in. I went in today. And I was like, you know what? I've never really, you know, my my pop music acumen. I, I was like, so you these know guys what? Are, I don't think they're pop music I either. Has, whatever. I mean, they're still part of popular culture. Let's not have this argument right now. We're, let's just have it on. Matt thinks everything is a pop. Like <laughs> no, but they were. They had this is a popular album. Yeah, it's a popular more, song. more popular well, it's been than in commercials. And, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. No. Phoenix was in all sorts of commercials. Okay. Phoenix was everywhere. Yes. That doesn't matter. Let's, let's sure, not get sure. into Phoenix. Right. But I, but they're sort of, but right, I, but I, they I, had their moments. Yeah, yeah. And I, they're still kind they of, they still I, are. They had, yeah, they had a hit, hit a couple years ago. Or yeah. Last year, and, right? they, and they do, um, I mean, they put out an album every year or so. Like they're, yeah, they've got nine been, or 10 albums out. Yeah. Like one album in the last five years. I'll say that. Was but. that, was yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I guess I mean, yeah. Um, maybe they went on hiatus. They did a little bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, but they still, I haven't heard them enough where I'd be sick of them. So I went in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do some exploration sure. on the on yeah. the Black Keys, and I I just I'm fi- they're 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 ter- they're not good. They're like they're like like a mom would would think that she's cool and hip for listening to a band like this. But oh, I don't know about that. They're super derivative, like super derivative. Like that sound, they never change their sound. That's it's always a that it's yeah. always that shitty like super short reverb on his voice, that slap back reverb reverb on his voice that makes him sound like he's somewhere in the bayou. Ish. They're from Ohio too. Like, come on! You don't. You're sounding like you're some sort. You're you're in this fuck. You're in True Blood or something, and you're you, not, you motherfucker. Hate these guys hate though. I just. I, I think they're, they're, they're super pretentious. They think they're they're super pretentious, and their writing sucks. Their performance sucks. Their recordings sound like shit. And I, I just. Their videos. Oh my god, dude! Did you watch this video? Yeah, I know. It's it is annoying. So people, bad. People loved it. People when at the time, people thought it was so great. I think it's, too, it's not, it's too obvious. It's dumb. It's like, yeah. it's one of them's bringing their kid to the playground yeah. and he meets the other, there's two members of the band. He meets the other member there and then they get into a fight. The kids get into a fight and then later on, the two band members get into a fight. But there's all this voice over it, over it too. They're talking, like, they're talking to each other over it. And they did the same thing with, um, oh, what was the other, there's another song that they did with, um, with uh, oh, Trisha Helfer's in it. Um, do you know that actress? I don't. She's, I don't, I don't she's really, she's a sci-fi actress. Yeah. Uh, she's been in a lot of like, she was in um, Battlestar Galactica and shit, but okay. she's su- like, she's super hot, but she did this. She, they did this sort of like movie trailer parody and they're talking over it. It's their fucking video for their song and they're talking over it. There's, they're having conversations over it. It's so fucking annoying. Everything about them is pretentious. It's bullshit. Listen to this bullshit. Oh yeah. We want this on the album. This is two minute jam. This is on this song on this album called Black Mud. Oh, and I, we got to at least name one song on the album with black in the title because we're so fucking cool. 
Then what is this? It's not a jam. I can't. I just. I, uh. so, I, just right, so, I just hate like it's fucking mediocrity. It's nothing. This is nothing music. That's what I hate. Do something. I okay. So I I I'm a little. I want to love these guys. I want to like them. I want to like love them. I want to like but them. But I, I can't help it. But I just can't help just kind of like like. Do you know what they are to me? Do you Do, tell me. They're like uh, like an acquaintance at school for me. I can't get any close to that. Like you try when you were a kid like, oh, this is what I should be friends with. And you try and you're like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't quite connect. It's like, eh, I just, I just don't have, uh, like my brother-in-law really likes these guys. It's vapid. That's the problem. There's and no, there's nothing to connect to. I don't, I, I, they, I think they have a unique sound. I think they, I think they hit that sound too often. That's, that's all they've got. They're yeah, a one trick they pony. Kind of that, that one sound. And you know, I, so they, they're the song Howlin' for you. Yes. All this album. I, I do like that song a little better than this. Um, that's their best one. That's the one that's that a, they, it's yeah. a little better, but like they also have kind of this like slow, t- like pacing to their songs that eventually just kind of like bore me out. And like, eh, they, I don't really, like if I'm at a, but if I'm at like a party or something, like a black keys song comes on, I'm not angry or anything. Well, it's well, like, that, it's fine. No, but that's the thing. This is background music for a, for a situation where you don't have to pay attention. That's exactly what this is. It's perfect for that. It doesn't, it's not going to like move anybody. It's not going to piss anybody off. It's not going to move. And it only pisses I never, me off. I never mediocre. sing along to them either. No, no, no. It's almost like impossible to. Dude, I just, this, this infuriates me. Like if you listen to, it's just, if you look like one level in to what they're doing, it's so simple. It's so mediocre and simple. Here's this uh, song, um, Next Girl. It's indicative. It's what they do for their their riffs. They're doing like. Like you can't you, you can't be any simpler than that. Like it's, this is like this is like their riff. That's not a fucking riff. That's like a that's a cop out. That's someone who can't play their instruments thinks of that as a riff. You want to hear a fucking rock riff? You want to hear a fucking rock riff? That's a rock riff. Listen to that riff. It's a different pacing and tone, though. It's, I, I it's very song, yeah. This is faster, but it's still yeah. That's a rock riff. This guy is playing seven eight ring 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 ring. It's stupid. That's all their songs are like that. It's, yeah, that, that they, type of riff. They, they, yeah, and yet, I I I I like them more than you. I, I don't. I certainly don't have any hate I'm in my just, heart for these guys. But. It's just so annoying that you could like. They're like darling. They've got thirteen Grammy nominations. It's like how. People, people just love mediocre. That's what they love. They want fucking mayo on their white bread. Fucking bread. That's what they want to do. They want to toast their white bread. They want to put a little fucking mayo on that and chomp on that. They just want mediocre. That's all they want. I don't think anyone's having these mayonnaise sandwiches <laughs> you're talking about, but maybe. It's not, I thought it would be mediocre. Put some cumin in that weird. bitch. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard. I, 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 I just, I, they were from a time when I was listening to a lot of music. So yeah. these guys would come up a lot and I was never like, you know, they came up on like my play, on a on a, a radio station I was listening to or whatever you know like a Apple radio yeah or, or whatever like Spotify. Pandora or Pandora was what yeah. I listened to at the time right so like I would never like skip over them but I wasn't like you know super excited to hear them come on it was just kind of all right they're on and you just kind of you know you're like yeah all right this is like I I yeah. just I can't I can't find myself that sound which is I think their sound is unique uh, but I will say it's also. Like I said, all, kind of all they do. That's it. Um, it's a throwback sound, though. It's to like a a like area of the country at a certain time. It's it's definitely. I mean, it's unique to what we're listening to now. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they get some points. So their producer, Danger Mouse, 
Um, or one of their, not on this side. He produced this song, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. he's kind of like their, he's known as a kind of their long-term producer. He, they didn't use him in the last album. So I'm like, oh, listen, maybe it's a little different. Yeah. And uh, it's not. It, the album's called Let's Rock, and it's it's really not that much different. Yeah. That Gold on the Ceiling album is definitely produced. By, or uh, song Gold on the Ceiling, that one, that's uh, that's definitely Danger Mouse. That whole album, it's the album after this is all Danger Mouse. He was in the studio for this song, but I don't think he did most of it with them. Uh, this album. Yeah. But the next one and probably... The next one, I think the next couple. Probably. And, he, and then he did, but he didn't do the most recent one. And so I like oh, Danger Mouse. Different. I do too. Yeah. So I'm like, but I just wanted them to have a different sound, but it's still... But I guess if I... I, I, I don't know, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. They so they, and they did an album um, before this that was a rock rap rap album where they produ- pr- they provided the music for it and then there were all these rappers but that's so devoid of anything too it's just so boring it's the same well he owns one of the guys owns his own studio so it's funny you say the music doesn't sound good because he, oh, he owns shit. his production studio well they they um I know they built one in Nashville like after they moved there from Ohio at some yeah. point but they recorded this one at Muscle Shoals uh, which is a you know a famous. You know, okay. Yeah, no, he, they built it like in the more like I think with the success they had from this album. Yeah, yeah. They, they went have, and built it there. Yeah, because this was definitely their first big one. Muscle actually, what, what was interesting, I did read that Muscle Shoals had a whole bunch of problems when they went in to record this album. So like, there were like power issues. I think it fried a bunch of their equipment, and so they ended up only having ten channels to work with. So they had to really, uh, they had to really only cho- when you only have ten channels to work with. That means you can only have ten instruments on your you know, at a time we mm. have to like mix it down, but it's very hard to do for a modern album. You, you yeah. Know, unless you're going to record something live. So I know they had some troubles, but then I, but then I listened to the album after this and it's not good. You listen to the bass. It's so muddy. There's not a lot of clarity there. I mean, it's just not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, and even the pack, you hate these guys. The pack, dude, it's so pretentious. You hate, you hate them or don't like them. I fucking hate them. Cause you of how, hate them. they're so pretentious for their skill level. Like it needs some, you, you know what? You you go to a restaurant. And when you go to a restaurant, you go to a fancy restaurant, you can pay a shit ton of money. And sometimes it's really worth it. If the food sure. is up to the quality, you don't mind paying the money. But if you go to a place where they're charging, you, you know, you the food is pretty good, you want to pay 10 bucks for that meal. You want it to like match up. So their pretentious level, pretension level fucking is way above what their actual skill level is. Like they don't deserve to be as pretentious as that. The fucking album cover, the album cover Yes, of this one yeah. is so pretentious. It's trying to be funny. I think. This is a yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, I'll explain it to Matt's. Matt's really. I'm angry. C- clarifying this very well, but they basically say this is an album by the Black Keys. The album's name is. I forget the album is. I'm sorry. Uh, Brothers. Brothers. So like they literally say it on there that exact verbiage. And, and they got. But it's like it's very. They use like a '70s font to try and be right. like hipster and it. it, it right, I'm, I'm, that's lame. And they got a Grammy for the best artwork. Fuck that. This is really? what. Yes. Yes, it won a Grammy. It's like fuck you. It, that stuff annoys me. How pretentious you are! Oh, yeah. I, they definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I they seem like decent enough guys. It's funny. They, both of them have been married and divorced twice. One the oh, real decent. Oh, Jesus, well, no, I've been married and divorced once. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Not twice though. You go twice. twice and then right. Then you're bad. And you're <laughs> and we're, we're uh, but, but it's just but it's weird because like, these guys are high school friends or kind of high school friends. One guy was popular in high school. Well, I guess one guy was not, and then they became their brother. Their brother has kind of told them, "No, you guys really should." play together yeah i saw that so yeah. they did but yeah so but they you know in theory they've been loyal to each other for so long but then they have these marriage it's just it's, it's unusual well but, they also had to take they, they fought and took uh time off right before this album oh okay. they took like a, a year hiatus they were really pissed because the guitar player singer didn't like the drummer's wife and then they got a divorce and then oh, they God. got back together yeah yeah like couldn't stand her wow yeah 
So like wouldn't talk wouldn't talk to the drummer because she was terrible. I mean, how often do you have to deal with her? Oh, Yoko. I guess so. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe, maybe you do deal with them I don't know. Yeah, Yoko was in the studio. Though. I wonder if I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But this is okay. So one critic said this together. They recorded a six-song demo consistent consisting of old blues ripoffs and words made up on the spot with minimal equipment. That was their first their first recording. And I was like, that's about that about, that's about sums it. them up. It's about them. Yeah. yeah still. So. Fuck those guys. Yeah. They're okay. <sighs> That's fine. They're, they're just, I said, no, I understand. There's that guy you went to school with that you, you, know, you only think about when you crack open the yearbook. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I did go to school with that guy. And you're just like, it just, someone you just maybe hung out with like one-on-one a couple times, but just, just, just never quite. Yeah, yeah. You're like, eh. I know why you're not as mad as I am. I'm mad because I had some expectations going in. Like, oh, this is an indie band. I haven't really sure. given a lot of listening. You know, and then I just scroll listen to a bunch of their songs today i'm like jesus christ well that's why i tried to like i mean i tried to love them i try i tried really hard like i went you know i intended to put a new album out my you know my brother-in-law was really into them and like yeah. other, other friends of mine are too like oh so i, I listened to those albums you know all yeah. the way through a couple of times i'm like i'm just like not feeling this nah. but it's fine like i said like they're big hits i mean they're they're okay they're fine i i don't I, i'm kind of shocked you just you hate them so much just because like to me they're very they're almost like impossible to love but impossible to hate but people do love them i guess people do hate them you know it's mediocrity that pisses me off the most like do mm. something do something don't be fucking middle of the road like, mm. so yeah it doesn't it doesn't spark any emotion like that's the th- it's like it's there's no emotion it doesn't doesn't make me feel a certain way i'm not longing for anything it just makes me feel empty I give this song a B minus. Oh, this I don't is mean like boring. Man. I mean I actually like B minus. They are mm-hmm. to me they are they are the equivalent of a B minus band. You think they're better than average? You, yeah, you give them better than a C, right? Huh? They're better than average, but like they're not. But I would not call them good. No, certainly they're in not. that weird world. I don't think they're. I mean, they can string some fucking words together and shit. Like they can they can you know write some stuff and you know it's not like they're they've got professional kind of professional albums. I mean, D minus. Wow! Yeah, I, I, I going to crack your bottom five. No, no, we've listened to some shit. Yeah, we so have. we're not we're not going to be probably bottom third. Definitely, I, I, I'm. It, part of it is my disappointment in them. It's like, yeah, you should be better than this. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how I felt. You know, yeah, I, I, I thought after I first heard them, I'd, oh, we'll get more out of these guys. And to have the Just, accolades, though, it's like, oh, yeah. you don't deserve that. I mean, I'm sure there are many other albums that happened at this time that were way better than this that should have gotten the fucking accolades. All right. What were you doing? Yeah. So this is actually, you know, we talked about some dark times in my life. This is actually a re- very good time in my life. I was, um, I remember just being really, really happy. So this is the week before I moved. So I was living in Dover, New Hampshire, um, from 2007 till 2000 till this week. Um, and I was living in Dover. I was working in Dover and I was just kind of like Dover out. I'd broken up. I was living with a girl and then we broke up and I got another apartment and I was just like, I'm just kind of done with Dover. Yeah. And I was really, now Dover, in case you don't know, Dover, New Hampshire, it's on the seacoast. It's like, a, I want to say it's blue collar. It's like middle class for the seacoast area. Sure. Like there's a town called Rochester, Rochester that's a little bit more blue collar. There is Portsmouth, which is like more whitey collar. And that's kind of where I went. I went to Portsmouth, yeah, which yeah. I was super excited to go there. Because that has a little bit more, like has a lot more like nightlife. It, it's fun to walk around. Like Dover's yeah. got a nice downtown, an okay downtown, okay but, downtown, but it's yeah. nowhere near as nice as walking in Portsmouth. Like, Dover walk- too has a lot of kids from UNH live there. Yeah. So you have kind of like, it has always kind of, kind of a college bar feel to some, like, yeah, it always kind of holds it back a little bit, I think. And uh, I was just Dovered out too. Like I said, I lived there, I work there. So, you know, you'd have many days where I never left over, obviously, because I would, you know, 
just go to work and come home. You know, it's, you know, you can do Dover. I will say, if you're not from this area, you don't know, it, it is a very utilitarian town. You can kind of do anything you want there. You yeah. have your, you have a, has a hospital, has supermarket, has, it does have a downtown. It does have kind of everything you need, yeah. but I don't think it excels anything. No. It's, you know, it's, that, that it's, you know, can do a little everything, but nothing particularly great. So I was really excited to move to Portsmouth, which is where I was, I was moving into with my, with my uh, ex-wife. Uh, we were just dating at the time, but we right. were getting this place together. In fact, you went to that apartment. Yep. Um, I and I really liked that apartment. That was really nice. Like I had, it was like, I thought we really looked into a, a great place there. It was a relatively new apartment. So I had like all new appliances. It had, um, it had a really nice like hardwood floor. It was just, it was like yeah. everything I really kind of, it was really spacious. It was really open. It was, it was just like a really nice spot. And Portsmouth is really like walkable. Like it's so small. It's small enough where you can just, even yeah. if you're on the outskirts of it, you can just get downtown. You can walk downtown. It's very nice. Be, yeah. Could, basically we were about a half mile from downtown. Yeah. Uh, so it was great. You walk there and you're right there. And but even the walk there, it's not like you're, you know, you still have sidewalks and stuff. So it still feels like you can, yeah. you know, and it was, it was great living in Portsmouth. We'll talk more about that when we hit 2011 or when I moved back to Portsmouth, uh, when I came back here and, uh, right. you know, 20, uh, what, 2017, 2018, right? No, 2018, 2019 rather. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it was kind of, you know, the, the, the seacoast area in New Hampshire is, uh, it's unusual. So you have, I guess not, it's unusual, I guess, but maybe it's very usual. Who knows? But you have, uh, you have Rye. Rye, New Hampshire is like the richest town. It's, it's crazy. It's right on the water. Yeah. And that is like the hoity-toity, hoity-toity. Right. Then you have like Portsmouth, which is probably that next tier. So like when. It's oh, the more urban of the hoity-toity. I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, when, uh. When Laura and I uh, were looking for houses, we we eventually moved to Newmarket. Obviously, that's where we are now. But we were trying to stay in Portsmouth, which was, was just out of our range. It was just yeah, it was really crazy. Expensive. I mean, yeah. you know, houses start with the number five and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I can't afford this. And um, so we, you also have Portsmouth, and you also have Durham, which is where UNH is. That's where Matt went to college. It's where I am now. Yeah, or and, where we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, most of the downtown is very college. Like, yeah, you know you the downtown is really strictly for the college kids. I mean, um, yeah, like I'll, we'll, you know, when it's not COVID, we'll eat at some, you know, some of the places, but not real. Like we don't really spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a, it's, ta- it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's college. Kids. It's really for them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but so you say so have, you have a kind of a college town. So you have kind of like, a, you know, you have kind of a oceanfront town in Rye. You have kind of like all these restaurants and stuff in Portsmouth that are like we said, kind of hoity-toity. You have kind of utilitarian town in Dover, yeah, and then you have kind of like a more blue-collar Rochester. Rochester is kind of the fringe of the seacoast, I guess, which I guess still was considered it. Yep. Um, so you have kind of these different towns. I don't want to say there's like rivalry between the towns, um, but there is like you know going from Dover to Portsmouth. Do you say that here? Going from whatever Newmarket is where I am now. I guess that's also part of the seacoast. That's that's kind of like. If Dover and Dover and Portsmouth are right in the middle of those two, yeah, it's, it's kind of where that would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I am now. I, I really like. Do you like you like Durham? I like. Well, so we're like right smack in the middle between Durham and Newmarket. You are. So we go to Newmarket. I would imagine so. Yeah, and I like New. Because the downtown loved, and Newmarket would, is much more. I've your always speed liked. Yeah, thing. I've always liked Newmarket. Yeah, it's a cool town. Yeah, yeah. and you're familiar with it too because I mean, it's, yeah, we a restaurant there and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you live there, so yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite town? What's your feelings in the, that general area? I mean, I love Portsmouth, but I don't know that I would ever. I think I'll probably, you know, if we move, we've talked about this before, you and I, but I would probably go more rural at this point. Like, I have no need for city life anymore. But I yeah. love, I think, you know, uh, the seacoast of New England are, they're, they're just jewel cities. I mean, they're so, it feels like home with the brick and the seawater. Like, that. that's like, that feels very home to me. Something very grounding about. You no, know, it's that. a great city. It's not on the sea, not on the ocean, but it's What's a great it? city. Is Burlington, Vermont? Oh, I love. Yeah, I mean, it's on the lake. 
I know. I really like Burlington too. It's really same thing with Portland, Maine. I love Portland, Maine, but they've both kind of gone downhill. There's like a lot more poverty now, and it's a lot I dirtier. I didn't feel it in Burlington. We go to we. Go I was Burlington there. every year. Do you? Okay. Um, we didn't go this year, obviously, because of COVID. I guess. Yeah. But, um, we usually go every year, and I I've had great experiences. I there really like. It. I will say that. I will say though, if you go a little bit further away from that downtown, yeah, it is rough. You, you, I guess it is rougher. I mean, still Vermont, so it's not like I'm right. gonna get knifed, but right. it's different. I feel like when I so I used to visit there a little more often in college. And because uh, it's a good, it's like a fun three and a half hour drive or yeah. something to go, you know, to go there. But, and it, it felt, it just, it felt a little bit different. Than I think it it's now. gotten better. Has it? Since then? Yeah. Uh, I will say I have like a lot of like top end, like restaurants and top end, like, you know, I have like really nice bookstores and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but right. If you go away from that downtown, you have to go a few blocks over, then it gets, but I, I've, I would say Burlington is like one of my favorite cities. I yeah. like Burlington more than Portland. Portland, Maine can get a little bit. It can. I like Portland. So Portland made some great restaurants. Newbridge and Port hotels. New, and, down to the Mass Coast, too. Yeah. Like, even as far as Salem, Mass, I really like. Like all those, all these ports, you know, cities yeah. on the coast. I, I, I feel a lot, it feels like home to me. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I really love, uh, uh, there are some really great cities in, in New England. I yeah. Mean, Portsmouth, you know, I have a real connection to. I've lived there a bunch, and yeah. I, it's one of my favorites. It might be my favorite. Yeah, it's a good. Part, one. But part of it is just kind of, I'm familiar with it, and I, I just, uh, but Burlington's right up there for, for, for me. It's good. I like Burlington. Yeah, I would much rather spend time in Burlington than say like Boston or something. Yeah, me like too. way, yeah, bit, way yeah. more. Yeah, or Providence or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. I'm, I have no interest in that. Oh, I'm the same boat as you though. If I was gonna move, if we we're gonna move again, um, I would just go to. I think I'd just go to the coast of Maine. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. I like that idea. But I was super excited to leave Dover. I was in a, a third story uh, walk up, um, and uh, I still. It's a crazy thing. Like I, I had Wakefield. Like, I, I've had Wakefield for so long. <laughs> Uh, it's just every, you know, yeah. so much of my life, more than a quarter of my life has been with Wakefield, but yeah, I had Wakefield, um, and, um, you know, we're happy in the apartment cause they could take dogs. They were super dog friendly. And I had, I had like a rooftop deck, which is pretty nice. Oh, that is good. Um, but it was like a third story walk up. The appliances were old as fuck. Like yeah. it was just an old, it was an old, like restored, um, it wasn't a cologne. It was like that, that era. Yeah. Um, like whoever lived there, old, like was like a, one of the heads of the mill in Dover. So it was mm. like the mill was running in 1860. So this house is just old. Small it was big old, And I had the whole third floor to myself. And yeah. it's still like kind of all stairs. The painting I was taking Wakefield out. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just an old, you know, I had like weird wallpaper. And you're yeah, just like, eh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like old, you know, and you're like, eh. So it was nice to go to Portsmouth and go to like a newer, that this was at the time was only like a couple years old. Um, it was weird though when I moved back to Portsmouth in, in 2018. I was only like a half a block from this apartment. Oh, yes. So like really? you'd see it and like I had a lot of memories of that part. It was like, ah, I don't know. But, you know, at times it was like, ah, oh, this is, you know, I was, I loved where I lived in, in Portsmouth and you went, you went there yeah, too. Yeah. Actually. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, I loved that apartment. So yeah, it, was good brand, it was a brand, it was the, basically took an old factory uh, and it was an old uh, brewery and they built it into apartments and it was, it was, you know, I was, I was, one of the first, I was the first person in my apartment. So I was the first person to poop so in that all toilet. brand new. Yeah. yeah first yeah. person to use that oven. So it was great. I really loved having all brand new you stuff. Cement floors too, which was yeah, nice, right? Radiant heat yeah. in the floors. It was so nice. awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. Was re- it was a, it was a really perfect spot. The apartment's really small, but it was just me and Wakefield. Uh, it was great. Well, it doesn't feel like that because the ceilings are so high because the old high, yeah. mills. And it had, and had exposed brick. It was, yeah. It was a really, I Those really, really cool. Really love that, apart- that I like apartment. That stuff. Um, that's where I proposed to Laura. Like I really, I really love that that place. Yeah. Um, you had a roof deck there too. We went up on. I that. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a good spot. It wasn't private, but it was you know it was community, but it was it was it was a nice yeah. deck. Um, I really yeah. I was always there. I would never leave that apartment unless I got a house. So we got the house. So yeah, yeah, it made sense to go. But I really I would have if I was still single or whatever I would have stayed in that apartment with Wakefield and uh, you know it would have been uh, I would have been 
uh, happy living there. It's a great spot to totally. be. Yeah. Um, but the place I moved to that we're talking about now in 2011, um, that was, I really like that spot. I think that really like that. How I, I really have very warm feelings about that apartment. I really, really warm feelings about this time. You know, I said, you know, obviously me and uh, my wife got divorced eventually, but at this moment in time though, we were just moving in together. Um, we had only been, you know, we've been dating about six months, so maybe a little mm-hmm. early to move in together, but, um, but we, but it was just, it was just a really like exciting, happy time. Um, I just remember back being just really, really uh, happy. and also happy to leave Dover a little bit. Like I, I was Dovered out. I was still working at Dover all of 2011. I kept that same job, but it was just like, and yeah, at times it sucked having a commute because sometimes you had some traffic, but, sure. um, but I was usually going the other way anyway. So right, I missed a lot of traffic. Yeah. I wasn't going like toward the Boston direction. I was going North, which helped. And also sometimes it's nice having a little bit of a commute just to kind of wake you up in the morning, especially for me. Yep. Um, and, uh, I, I, I said, this is a really, 2011 was, was a, was a good year. And this was a particularly the second half of 2010 and 2011 were just a really good time for me. Um, you needed one. Yeah. Cause <sighs> I just got to have a breakup. And then the, the, Three years before that were kind of a boring, it was over and it was kind of a boring existence I had. I, didn't, I wasn't doing a lot of yeah. exciting or fun stuff. Yeah, Probably yeah. the most boring time in my life was at 20, you know, 07, 08, 09. Yeah. Um, I think I just needed to kind of come down from the whole monkey boy and upstate New York and Florida. I was just like, I needed to kind of catch my breath a little bit, but then it's like, oh, I'm kind of bored. And this was kind of a fun, exciting time. I was meeting a lot of new people. I met our friend John during yep. this, like during that time. I, you know, I met you oh, in 2011. Stuff. What's that? And you were doing theater stuff. Doing some improv. Yeah. I was doing improv for the first time. Right. And um, I was just, yeah, I was just meeting a lot of new people and it was just a really like, fun, exciting time. Yeah, this particular window was, was a particularly good one. Great. Yes, it was good. Yes. Headlines? Sure. Santana oh. marries his drummer, Cindy Blackman, in an attempt to be cooler. She's actually really cool. She's a very good drummer and he sucks as we know. Is that He's why a, he married her? I think so. He's like, I need to be cooler. So <laughs> what should I do? So he marries a drummer in his band, uh, but she's actually, she's really badass. I don't know what she sees in him, but they're married. Number one. Miracle at the Meadowlands. You know about this. Yeah, I do. It's not, it, they, There's not a lot going on. There's a lot of wars. Know, well, you know why? It's Christmas week. And it's Christmas week. There's yeah. either wars, people blowing up. There's a tsunami. No, there's an earth, two earthquakes. Yeah, there's nothing going on. It's like, I don't want to talk about fucking wars and 49 people well, dying in places. On the last episode, not talk about a Bernie Miller actor. <laughs> dying like you know like yes, you just like yes. bernie miller i said bernie miller bernie, uh, bernie miller, miller yeah uh, which is, is he the old the guy was he the old guy that's Eva Goda, no that's Eva Goda. oh that's right that's right that's right, that's right. No, he's like uh i don't know how to describe it he's like it looks like an intellectual it's like a college professor i guess yeah um, i'll have to look yeah him. okay he saw his face you recognize oh right him. of course Eva goes in fucking god yes. right um anyway so the eagles trailed the giants by 21 points with eight minutes left they end up scoring four touchdowns including a walk-off punt return by deshaun Jackson to win that game. You say I know about it, but like, I mean, I didn't watch that a lot. You know, I'm a Jets fan. I'm not a Giants fan. No, I know. But and you I just, wasn't any I just, you just know all sports. Just, yeah, I know. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's your flex. That's what you got. It's your, your sports knowledge. And your well, I also know a lot about music. TV, and I also know a lot about movies. and Some. <laughs> yeah, you do. No, a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of things, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, fine. It's okay. You'll know something one day. Um, so, we talk about where we're going. So this is kind of exciting. Oh, right. So, um... We haven't hit it at all. The entire run of the show. Which is odd. This is a, so this is episode number 95, by the right. way. We're odd. Very odd. So we're finally hitting it. We're hitting the right one. This worked out well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hit Iron Man. Yeah. So we're hitting a Marvel movie for the very first time. Very first uh, we're one. hitting Marvel uh, movie on Wednesday. It will be Iron Man. Uh, number one that week, though, is what we're going to be hitting uh, a week from today. That'll be Saturday. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Joy! Uh, so, uh, that's the, uh, 
old man Indiana Jones oh, movies. Andy. Uh, Wheelchair Indy. And then the Patreon movie uh, that week will be Forgetting Sarah Marshall. But the Patreon movie you're going to hear next, which is tomorrow, uh, will be True Grit. Indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we're not, actually, we're not we're going from 2010 to 2008. So That's not, not going very, very far. far. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, we'll be back, uh, I guess, uh, on Wednesday with uh, a Marvel movie. With a Marvel movie, finally. It's happened. You've all been waiting for it. Yes. You've all been wondering because you know what's going to happen. And we're getting happen. Iron Man. I was very happy when I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. I was like, oh, good. The first one. I yeah, guess. We, we have yeah. to. Yeah. I was like, I was saying, oh, man. I said, I was. We've been talking about not doing Marvel movie for a while. We haven't done a Marvel movie. It's very yet. weird. It's very strange. Very weird. So I'm like, oh my God. If we get one, I hope it's one of two. I hope it's either uh, the first Captain America because I was told that was the one. I've, I've seen that. You have seen it. And it, they say that's the first. I haven't seen all the Marvel movies. I've only seen like four of them. Um, okay. Uh, but they say that's the earliest one. Well, yeah, because he's back in time. He's right. In the, he's in like the World War II time. World War II, right. So I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, either, I hope we either get that one or I hope we get the first one, obviously, being Iron Man. Right. And we rocked out with Iron Man. It's very weird because for 12, so from 2008 on, it's just been all Marvel in the fucking theater. I know. So, and we've been in those years. We have, not a ton, though. Not as much not as Not like earlier. the 80s and 90s where we've really, especially the 90s, we've really tackled. We have. Um, this, you know, that, that is the, the, the decades we've covered. That's the one we've hit the, by far the least. But still, though, still, you'd think. I mean, you said, I think we talked about it. We did five years between 2010 and 2020, right? Or 2019. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. So you think, you think you would hit it. Yeah. But yeah. even the weeks we picked, there's not even a Marvel movie. No, like we even hit, we're not even hitting like the sequels. It wasn't like, oh, well, it's the we second it Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever. Right. We can't hit it. No. But like we were, there there's was like not nothing at all in the top 10. So and it's funny. Even this week, it's not even number one. Yeah. It's, it's number two. Yeah. It's like number three, I think. Oh, is it really? Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. But, so we get late in the run. Yeah. yeah. A, little bit, a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Indiana, well, Indiana Jones opened number one because it's such a, People were excited when that movie came out. We'll talk about it more next week. But yeah, I um, guess that would have been the more hundred million dollar opening. That would have been more iconic. Yeah, or just because well, Iron Man was out for a while. So, well, not a while, but like a couple weeks. And yeah. then you know that movie comes out, and it's like, yeah. oh shit, new Indiana Jones movies, and you know, we'll talk about People that. Have to see it, yeah, but uh, but yeah, so uh, ta- uh, tomorrow, if you have Patreon, True Grit. True Grit. We also have uh, the upcoming uh, watch along for uh, a week from a week Saturday. From today. Yep. So if you're not a Patreon member. And you are, and five dollars is too much. I totally get it. And maybe a dollar isn't. You jump with the dollar, and you can do the watch along with us. Yeah. And then uh, the next week or Wednesday, we're back with Iron Man. We'll see you then.